Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. It is conference championship weekend. For the fifth straight year, the Chiefs are hosting the AFC Championship game, and it's versus a familiar opponent. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we'll get into that. 49ers and Eagles are on the other side of the bracket. We'll break that down. Mizzou basketball, race for the 10 seed, D4 of the week, things such D4 as that. Of the week. But, uh, yeah, so, just, so D4 now, of the week is happening on D4 week. Yeah, that's that, D4 week it, shit. It is D4 week shit. Um, yeah, but before we do any of that, just wanted to note something. Uh, every single year we've been doing this podcast, the Chiefs have made the AFC Championship game, which is kind of nuts. But literally the year... Even the year that... Even the year that I, I was somebody else. The year that we started this. Uh, we started this in December of 2018. So every single year they've made the AFC Championship game. Kind of nuts. Wild. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's just break down every game last week. Uh, there's only four, and we'll start with ours. Chiefs and Jaguars. The Chiefs win 27-20. Obviously the Mahomes injury is something we can get into as we're previewing the Bengals game, but... What were your guys' thoughts on the game? John, you can start. You were there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a very uh, up-and-down experience. I think there's never anything fun about watching Patrick Mahomes uh, wobble around, I'll put it. it hobble around, rather. Um, so, yeah, that's always something you just hate to see. But, look, there were a lot of uh, very electric moments. The stadium was... Definitely uh, responding to the shade thrown by, not even the shade, but just the comments made by Trevor Lawrence. I don't really even think he realized what he was doing there. Um, but, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed the game. Um, feel a lot of love for Chad Henney in my heart. Just have to say that. Uh, what, what a great drive to keep things afloat uh, when it looked hopeless. And Patrick Mahomes uh, had the best EPA per play uh, in all of divisional round weekend, even if you just take the plays after he hurt his ankle. So, um, extremely impressive showing. Um, you know, it sucks that the things that happened happened, but I, I will always remember that game. Um, and it was extremely enjoyable to um, witness all the things that happened. And I mean, the defense made a ton of big plays. Um, so, just an all around satisfying win against a pretty solid Jacksonville Jaguars team, all things considered. Yeah, I know when you talk about this uh, game, it, for some odd reason, and it might not have felt the same way for you guys, but I, I think it did for me. This game felt like an Alex Smith playoff game that we were just going to blow, and it was just a matter of time. And, I mean, this is the difference with Mahomes and Alex Smith. I mean, Mahomes comes in clutch when it's needed, even if he's on one foot. But that it just it had that feeling like we weren't getting calls, we weren't getting anything. People came up clutch when needed. Kelsey with two touchdowns, 14 receptions. MVS with that touchdown at the end. We played good. Our defense played pretty good. I mean, obviously, they're going to have to have a hell of a game this week, and we'll get to that later. But overall, I mean, with Mahomes out for pretty much a full quarter and to still win by seven, Chad Henney on a 98-yard drive, I was pretty pleased with the way we played. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things when Chad Henney came into the game is they just called an Alex Smith-type playbook. That's really all they did. He threw five-yard passes he really wasn't asked to do a ton Pacheco had a really really big run on that drive that that was honestly the difference in the game because you're pinned at your own two and even the commentators were making a point of it to where 
even if you breaking, breaking news. Sorry, this is Kansas City related. Okay. Michael A. Taylor has been traded mm. to the Minnesota Twins. I just got that notification as well. Um, Assuming more will come. I don't know what it is, but we'll probably de- it'll probably develop throughout this episode. But it's just we'll something talk about that during the podcast because Josh, when you got off last week, we talked about the Royals for a while and what center field would look like. Um, so yeah, interesting, but yeah, back to the chiefs. Um, I just, yeah, that, that drive was the difference. And, you know, more than anything, I think the Alex Smith playbook is going to be what they have to do as long as Mahomes is not able to move. Um, it's just, you're not going to be able to hold on to the ball. Like you normally are. You're not going to be able to call routes that take too long to develop anymore because he's just not going to be able to keep himself alive. Like he normally is. Uh, but yeah, you know, overall I thought. They did a great job at just staying alive. We were saying that during the show or during the game. Just stay alive. Find a way to escape this week. Get to next week. Because, yeah, when he went down, it was just like, of course. Like all year long, he's been fine. And then now it has to happen. So it'll be interesting to see what he looks like. But, but, I do think of it this way. The Cincinnati Bengals just went into Buffalo without three of their starting offensive linemen. And having the entire week to prepare... Zach Taylor cooked up a brilliant game plan, got the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands so fast. There was only a few handful of plays where Joe Burrow had to take a five-step drop and, you know, and work down the field. That's what Kansas City's probably going to need to do this week because, you know, with Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson running after Pat, you know, he's been able to escape when healthy, but it's a completely different ball game this week. Uh, but yeah, just it was survive in advance at its finest, and they were able to they were able to do the part and and just to continue my ramble, um, no turnovers. That was my favorite part of that game is they did not put the and they had that one that could have been picked, but they didn't turn the ball over. And there were some special teams kickoffs that were bad, but there was no special team disaster. I wouldn't say so. They win a game without a turnover, and they win a game without a special teams complete disaster. Uh, they're going to need that to happen again on on Sunday. I do have a bone to pick with you for this game, Jackson. Because it's be about Spags. It is. Look, Bro, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it whatsoever. Look at the guys he's working with out there. He's got only rookies playing defensive back uh, outside of luxurious need, I suppose. Um, the, the defensive line is not all that particularly snazzy either. And the linebackers... Are hit and miss, all things considered. I think a lot of that is down to personnel. I think he's done a very impressive job with the tools he's been given. And that performance this weekend was pretty impressive. They 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 found a way to get pressure, and I don't know. It. I was very satisfied with what I saw. He should be thanking his lucky stars that Jamal Agnew fumbled that football because that game would have gone completely differently at the end if he hadn't. Um, and that had nothing to do with Spags or anybody on our team. That dude just straight up dropped the ball. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, is Spags Bob Sutton? No, he's not. Um, but I just do feel like more times than not, Spags, like, has questionable coverage. He calls questionable coverage. There was one on third and ten where Evan Ingram just was wide, wide open across the middle of the field where I was like, that's that's the coverage on third and ten? And I, I, get I will you admit it. You can nick Pitt nitpick every coordinator in the NFL Um, but it's just frustrating sometimes and I mean I feel like he's kind of got 
Not that he needs to prove anything to anyone, but he's kind of got a huge opportunity this upcoming Sunday to cement himself here for a long time if he crafts up a game plan to slow down Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you can, there's a couple other things that weren't great. Like the first touchdown where we have George Karloftis one-on-one. Even even the second interception, uh, or the first interception that Jalen Watson gets at the end of the game, I don't know if you saw this, Frank Clark was on Christian Kirk. Like it was like baffling. Ooh. Some of the some of the some of the coverages are just questionable. But you know, I'm not going to pretend to know more about a defense and know more about play calling than Steve Spagnuolo. He's a multiple time Super Bowl champion. He knows what he's talking about most of the time. But there's just sometimes that I'm watching him. And I'm like, really? That that that's the call? Yeah, my understanding of him is he's just a little bit reckless. Like I I think he has some play calls that are very uh, balls to the wall. Uh, like. <laughs> The very predictable blitzes. I don't know. I'm not a quarterback, but I feel like, ooh, I know a pretty good amount of the time. Like, yep, this is the Spags sending six people out of nowhere blitz. Um, But obviously, I'm not a nitty-gritty X's and O's guy like uh, some other people. But regardless, I think it at least inspired some confidence that we won't completely be left out to dry next week. But I think there are some lingering concerns as well. Uh, speaking, of, uh, speaking of Sutton, did you guys know he was actually in the building? No. He's a Jaguar. He's a coach for the Jaguars. Oh, okay. He is a coach for the Jaguars. That's also, uh, the players have been announced for Michael A. Taylor. Royals get a top 30 prospect in Steven Cruz, right-hand pitcher, 6'7", 225. So that's a big boy. <laughs> then they get Evan Sisk, who's a lefty. And he is... He was drafted in the 16th round, so I think that was just a throw-in. And never mind, 2022, he was 5'1", 1.57 ERA, 25-year-old, 6'2", 209. So, kind of needs to get his shit going, but, yeah, Marco Otero right. gone. Let's leave the Royals at the back of the podcast where they belong. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I just had to get that said. But, no, obviously, like, okay, I agree that – Last Saturday was way better than what Bob Sutton could have drawn up, like, without a doubt. Bags, you just have to accept, like, he's going to miss some shots. And you just really hope those shots aren't missing the playoffs. You know, like, that's what it comes down to. It's He takes risk when sometimes you don't think risk should be taken. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. it just depends. Like, it's he is definitely a risk taker. But partially, you kind of have to be a risk taker when, you know, if he had a Cincinnati Bengals defense where you could get pressure with three, that, that would be a lot better for him, right? But he doesn't. He has a defensive line that outside of Chris Jones, uh, not a lot of guys can create consistent pressure by themselves. Um, you know, you get your occasional Karloftis or Dunlap or Clark pressure, but you don't get it consistently enough. And when you're playing good quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence, uh, you do have to kind of dial it up. You do kind of have to take some chances, force the ball out quickly. Uh, and that's fine. Just please never put Karloftis in coverage again. Agreed. <laughs> um, it happened but, quite a few times, too. It wasn't just that play. Well, there was a play versus the Seahawks. He had Danny Shelton in coverage. It's just like, are we? he is so unserious sometimes. All right, so uh, let's go to Saturday night's game, man. This was a tough one, John. The Eagles beat the Giants. Tough look for us. Giants finished with total ten wins, though. 
That doesn't matter. Um, 10 wins, baby. Nope. Even if it cost me 20 bucks, they got 10 wins. They did get so 10. Just, they just don't do it in the regular season. Um, I your 20. Huh? Has John played his 20? Uh, I, we just yes. took it out of his fantasy winnings. Yeah. Uh, Jackson just got to play fantasy for free. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So not much to talk about there. We'll preview Philly coming up. Yeah. Uh, it does raise an interesting question. If you're the Giants, what do you do at quarterback? Because that was horrible. Okay, okay, here's my question. But the Eagles are so good. Like, Kirk Cous- or not Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones was able to get that team into the playoffs. And I know it's a team sport. And I know they got Saquon who really carried them. Their defense, yeah, all that. But you need to have a competent quarterback to get you to the playoffs. Like, we're not going to see – like, I think Daniel Jones at – if I had to say anywhere between t- 15 and $25 million a year – I think you keep him and you just get what you get and you get some receivers around him because that's what he needs. He needs people that can get open. He he can't just keep relying on Saquon. I think Daniel Jones is like the 20th best quarterback in the NFL, which makes him kind of hard to get rid of if you look at it. Um, maybe I'm even underrating him there. I think maybe he could be a little higher, but that's kind of the dilemma. I mean, the Vikings have been stuck with Kirk Cousins for a long time. The Titans have been stuck with Ryan Tannehill. Um, I feel like he's going to end up falling kind of into that category of quarterback where it's like, you know, you don't really trust him. But if you don't have a clear alternative, and I think most of these alternatives to the Giants involve like Derek Carr or somehow getting Lamar Jackson, which is pretty much like impossible. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he's going to end up being there and they're going to have to uh, sketch out a deal one way or another. I don't know what to do, honestly, because if you're truthful with yourself, you're going to understand that Daniel Jones will never win you a Super Bowl. Um, it's just not going to happen, and you're making good points. If you're truthful with yourself, you know Kirk Cousins will never win a Super Bowl. Ryan Tannehill will never win a Super Bowl. Dak Prescott will never win a Super Bowl. Those tor- those sorts of guys who are good, um, but just not going to move the needle enough to win a championship. In an era where there are more elite quarterbacks in the NFL than there's ever been before, you think about back in the day. I mean, you might have had Brady, um, Manning, and then maybe throw in Roethlisberger and, you know, your Favre and, you know, Breeze. But, you know, it just feels like right now there are so many quarterbacks playing at a high level that if you're good, it's just not good enough anymore. And if I'm the Giants, I understand there's really no simple solution to this. Uh, you picked up the fifth-year option. He'll be back next year regardless. But, but I just don't know what you do. It, paying him feels like you're just okay with be, having a mediocre quarterback, which 20 years ago, having a mediocre quarterback wasn't the end of the world. If you had a dominant supporting cast, you could win a Super Bowl with a mediocre quarterback. Right now, it feels a lot harder. Yep, well, absolutely. What if you... I mean, what... What are you going to do, though? Like, how are you... What's different? You're not going to get Lamar. You're not going to get Brady. Like, who are you realistically going to be able to get? But That's, that's what we say. I mean, but that, there's that, not really... But that sort of thinking can really handicap a franchise. It can really doom a franchise. The Raiders had thought that before with Carr. The, the, the Cowboys are screwed right now with that. The Vikings are screwed right now with that. Uh, Tennessee was screwed with that. And they still kind of are. It, it's just like, you cannot you know, build around a mid quarterback. It just doesn't work. You in a league, especially, I mean, if they were to even make the Super Bowl, 
they would be facing. Mean, the AFC is a gauntlet of quarterbacks, man. They, it, it, the one thing I will say is in the NFC, Daniel Jones could, if you put the right guys around him, be one of the better guys in that conference because of how bad the NFC quarterback situations become. But, man, I, I just don't know. Like, it, Does Daniel Jones ever stand a chance of beating a team like a San Francisco or a Philadelphia? I, I just oh. don't think so. I just don't think it's possible. Sure, he could beat up on the just absolute putrid Minnesota Viking defense. But, I mean, even Green Bay put up 41 points on that team. Like, that, that doesn't move the needle for me. I don't know. It's a tough conversation, and a lot of the times the teams that commit to these type of quarterbacks put themselves in purgatory for a while. Uh, yeah. We'll move on to Sunday slate. But let me do – I will say, I mean, a lot of it's a test of Brian Dable too. If he gets yes. the exact offensive pieces he wants to get in there, you know, there's a tiny chance he could be that level of coordinator like a Shanahan right now yes. in San Francisco yes. to where they could they could be like that. So it depends on the model you want to go out to. But I'm I'm kind of abandoning the idea that you are you have to have a great quarterback. Um, really? Because I kind of think the Niners are – in good shape. Okay. But. Now let's, let's let's put that into perspective, right? We have four teams left. I would say three quarterbacks are great out of those four teams. Burrow and Mahomes are the best two in the league, and Hurts is arguably he's Hurts is having a great year. Hurts well. is having a great year, and he had a good year last year, um, and he's playing really well. Purdy's obviously the one outlier, but I've never seen a team so talented on both sides of the football ever in my life. They literally have like zero positions needed. Like they have a dominant pass rush, great coverage from their linebackers. They have a good secondary. Their offensive line's really good. They run the ball really good. They have great receivers. They have an excellent head coach. (laughs) Nobody can replicate that. Nobody can do that. So it's just so rare to see that. So yes, I understand like, you what you're saying is like well Brock Purdy's not great well this is like a once in a lifetime situation for a guy I just don't think I I don't know I just don't buy into you can be a serious contender for years without an elite quarterback I have a question do you think the Niners would trade Brock Purdy at the beginning of next year or him or Jimmy G well Jimmy's a free agent so okay, well then never mind then they're not going to trade Brock I mean, I think they're going to – I hate to hate to go crazy, but, I mean, I think they're going to give Trey Lance another shot. Uh, oh, they are. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why, like, I that's why know, they're man. I, I've But seen, if Brock, I've if Brock reports, Purdy can get them to – I've seen reports that they might go forward with Purdy next year. But, okay, but I just saw Adam Schefter also tweet out saying Jimmy Garoppolo might play in the Super Bowl. I saw that, too. Yeah. Like, there, there's a lot of weirdness going on there. I have a question for you all. If they were both traded today, with with playing and knowing what you know now, would Trey Lance or Jordan Love get more trade compensation right now? Trey Lance. How much more do you think? Yeah, I'd say Trey Lance. I'd uh, say they're very comparable. That's what I would uh, yeah, say. Yeah, I think. Yeah, only because I think Trey Lance. What he has one less. He has one more year on Jordan Love. Yeah. So whatever a year of experiences, I mean, but I'm saying saying from a, just a, obviously the contract matters, but I'm just saying from like a quarterback perspective, 
I don't think I think both of those guys are like kind of in the same situation right now where they, you know, I don't know what the price is on them, but I think it's kind of similar right now. Yeah, I think and, it and, absolutely but, is. But I don't think Green Bay is going to trade Jordan Love. I think they're going to trade Rodgers, but that's a different discussion. Um, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to trade Rodgers, I think. If someone's dumb enough to take that contract, then, yeah, that'd be my guess. Oh, someone will, dude. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, mean they, they'll owe him $60 million next year if they do. So, yeah. I mean, and I've seen – I saw a report, and, you know, it's not from, like – I saw – it was from somebody, I forget – who said the Jets owner or somebody in the Jets ownership would be open to the idea of trading multiple firsts for Aaron Rodgers and eating the salary. And if I'm sorry, if you're the Packers and someone offers you two first round picks and will take the salary, you have to make that trade in a heartbeat. Like it's a no brainer. Yep. It is a no brainer. Yep. No, you absolutely do. And I mean, that's what you've come to at this point. How long has it been with Love on the bench? Three years. Yeah, he's going into year four. Yeah, time you to have, see what you got. You've got, you've got to, you've got to make a commitment one way or another. You've got to either commit to Rodgers or you've got to. Tra- if you commit to Rodgers, you got to trade Love. If you commit to Love, obviously you got to trade Rodgers. Uh, but you, you can't keep doing this cat and mouse game. Now, Green Bay in the past, here's the thing: is every single time you would like hear things about Rodgers wanting out. Every time Green Bay's answer, they, they'd get calls, they'd get offers. They never picked up. They never entertained them. Now you're starting to hear, like, well, if the right offer came, you know, if, like, if they got the right compensation. I, I just think by the time free agency rolls around, Rodgers will be somewhere else. Yeah, most likely. All uh, right, let's get into Bill's Bengals. Yeah, Bill's Bengals. Wow. I mean, I was really hoping this would be the, the game of the year. I was hoping this would be the game of the playoffs. Didn't turn out to be that way. Uh, my indication was right. It was absolutely batshit crazy that the Bills were five-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. But I didn't think that was because it would be a blowout. I just thought, you know, Cincinnati got a little disrespected there on that line. And clearly they did because they took it to Buffalo in Buffalo, 27-10. to 10. What do you guys think about this game? Because I-, I feel like I've got a lot of strong opinions on the Bills now. So you all can go first. Is the dynasty over that never started? That's my question. Yeah, I saw a little Barstool tweet that said the dynasty's over. The dynasty that never started. Never Chiefs was. twice in the regular season. Yeah. Like, I don't know what yeah. to say about that. I mean, no, obviously, like, you can't say get the Bills more offense. You can't say get them more defense. Like, and uh, Sean McDermott isn't a bad coach. Like, I just don't know you what it is. You gotta get them more defense, bro, because here's the problem is before Von Miller tore his ACL, they were fourth in pass rush. After he tore his ACL, they were 24th. Like, that's, that's the whole difference, honestly. Okay, yeah, honestly, yeah. But that was after the trade deadline. Like, what do you want them to no, do? No, no, Go no. sign a free well, agent? I'm not saying I'm not saying during the season they could have fixed that. But you're saying, you, you, you were saying, like, go get more defense. Like, they can't, yeah, they absolutely have to. And they have to, they absolutely have, have, have got to get a young pass rusher on that roster that can consistently bring pressure. Because they've taken Carlos Bashman early, who has not worked out. They've taken Gregory Rousseau, who is a decent player, but he still hasn't reached the peak of a, or the level. They of took Ed Oliver. They took Ed Oliver, who's an interior lineman, but still, you know, I just feel like that's the biggest separation right now. It felt good to finally see another team fail to get pressure on Joe Burrow in the playoffs. I thought only Kansas City was going to do that. Uh, Buffalo against 
three backup offensive linemen never even got close to Joe Burrow in that game. I was going to say, like, don't think that going into this week, if Chris Jones and Frank Clark play the way that they played last week, I kind of like our chance. I mean, we'll get into the game, but yeah, I mean. But I'm just saying, like. This was just an ass-kicking. Like, this was a straight-up ass-kicking. It wasn't score-wise as bad as Philadelphia and the Giants, but it had a very similar vibe to where just, like, there was just never a moment in this game where I felt like Buffalo stood a chance. Yeah. Yeah, no, they never did. Um, Joe Burrow played a pretty good game. Um, but, look, I feel like like I feel like Joe Burrow's getting a little extra hype this, today. Um, that team is crazy. Um, like, the offensive line, sure, it was injured. Uh, I, I don't know if you can completely accredit this to Burrow's ability to, like, read defenses and stuff, because I have great respect for that. But also, like, their offensive weaponry is unbelievable. Like, if Mahomes was throwing to that... Yeah, I mean, it would be over. But that's that's how it is. Like when you're on a rookie, no, it is, it is, it is. A rookie contract. That's how it is. Yeah, yeah. I just have an annoyance with um, with the uh, if if Burrow beats Mahomes this week. Oh yeah. See the best. It's like, you kidding me right now, guys? I saw some shit where it's like Mahomes is the best player in the NFL, but Mahomes, but Burrow's the best quarterback. I'm like, how how does that make like? I don't understand. Stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard. But no, the thing. Uh, here comes soon. They're gonna have to sign Burrow. I think they said they're gonna work on signing Burrow to a. Uh, oh, this off season he's gonna get an extension. Now it won't kick in this off season, but yeah. But yeah. come soon, I think the Bengals. We're gonna really see how they really are. Well, I mean, like, every team has this happen where they have to pay their young uh, players. And Chase and Higgins and Burrow will have to get paid eventually. But right now, Higgins still on a rookie deal. Oh yeah, Higgins was taken the same year as Burrow. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, so they're the, they're at the same time, um, and chase after. So, yeah, I mean, they've really and got, well, they've Higgins got, needs a contract. What next year? Then this is year three for him. Yeah, he'll need one after next year. Uh, but they could also yeah, work on that this off season. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, and since he wasn't a first round draft pick, I'm assuming because yeah, he only has four years on the deal, so he'll yep. he'll be up after next year. Yeah, I mean, this is the time for Cincinnati, man, and. You've got to win. They're doing exactly what you're supposed to. You've got to take advantage of having great players on rookie contracts, and they're doing that, and they, they did this to Buffalo. I mean, this sounds crazy, but, like, it feels like Buffalo's window, like, is – it's obviously open because Josh Allen is going to be there for a long time, but I just don't ever see them having I – I shouldn't say ever, but I don't see them having this talented of a team – this deep of a team very often that just doesn't happen very often. You know, you don't get, you know, the offensive firepower and the defensive firepower that they had on the roster this year very often. So I, another huge missed opportunity for, as Tony Romo calls him, Mr. January. Cause he's never fucking made it to February. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Huge missed opportunity. Bill's offensive line was honestly like the chiefs in the super bowl level bad. It was terrible. I don't know where you go if you're Buffalo here. I just don't know what you do if you're Buffalo. Yeah, it's tricky for them. Uh, and I really thought, for whatever reason, they would be able to pull this game off at home. I guess getting a better wide receiver, too. I don't think Gabriel Davis is a good enough wide receiver, too. That, that'd be something, at least, you could think about. But Yeah. And we should have yeah. known they were kind of desperate when they went and signed Cole Beasley out of retirement. But 
you know. Mm. Um, okay, well, we'll get to the final game of the divisional weekend. Oh man, this is this one's got the media going wild. The Niners and Cowboys. The Niners win nineteen to twelve. I've already talked shit on Dak, and we haven't even gotten to this game. But Dak straight up lost the Cowboys this game. Yeah, he looks like shit. Went from having his best game to one of his worst games. It was honestly probably the worst I've ever seen Dak look. Not good, that's for sure. I mean, he should have thrown a pick six to lose it too. That guy dropped it. Um, and then he should have gotten a safety to lose it as well, but that dude somehow didn't tackle him in the end zone. Just unbelievable, man. It, it was so horrible. And as, as a Packers fan watching that final play, <laughs> only McCarthy, man. <laughs> only McCarthy would have a running back play center. It was so funny to watch. No kidding. Yeah, um, the Cowboys are in a rough spot. And they have this crazy dedication to Ezekiel Elliott, who is, oh, like, yeah. awful. And Tony Pollard, you know, got injured. So that kind of tore the wheels off them, I think. Um, and I'm happy to see it. I uh, I don't love Stephen A. Smith, but I do not like the Cowboys one bit. Um, so this was kind of fun to watch. Um, and it was expected. Uh, the Niners are clearly the better team. I think that Niners defense just kind of does things to people. Um, and that was on full display. They even blocked the opening extra point, which is just hilarious. I mean, I think the kick was pretty It bad. wasn't going. It that was wasn't missing. going. Yeah. Yeah. It was wide. But they even, they, even, they even tipped it. And, yeah, uh, Brett Mayer. Woo! That Rough. Dude, that dude just has to be. I know when it was 19 to 12, that dude was like sweating bullets that he was going to have to go tie the game on an extra point. He, yeah, no, my God. You, I had Niners minus four, but I was hoping I was going to lose my bet just to see him miss the extra point. Bro, he would have been like, that would be worse than D Ford in all. I, think, in all I, I truly think, like me and my buddy were talking about, I truly do think they would have went for two. I was saying that too. Like I just think there was no way that they could have trusted the entire season with him. But oh. unfortunately, as fans, we'll never get to know that. I was begging to see it. Um, but yeah, the Cowboys are the Cowboys, man. They're good, but they're never good enough. And let's be honest, Dak is not a good enough quarterback to win a Super Bowl. He's not a good enough team to carry uh, or even just uplift an offense. That isn't star-studded. Think about Dak Prescott's best year. It was his rookie year when they had one of the best five offensive linemen of all time. They had one of the best starting offensive line groups ever. Rookie Zeke, who was his most explosive. Amari Cooper. Uh, Dez Bryant. Like that, that was like they surrounded him with talent, and that's been their best season. Ever since then, they've lost more and more talent, and we've seen he can't make up for that. He's not good enough to make up for that lost talent. So... Dallas, I don't know what you do if you're the Cowboys, in all honesty. McCarthy and Prescott, are neither of them are going to push the needle far enough to get you in a Super Bowl. I don't know what you do. Yep, it's crazy. That's how I feel about a lot of teams this weekend that lost. There's the Jacksonville and the Giants, who I, I feel fine about losing this weekend. They should have lost this weekend. Those two teams you know, have bright futures, and they overachieved this year. Then you got the Bills and Cowboys, and you're kind of asking yourself, where, where, what direction does this team go in now? Because it feels like time is like running out. It feels like they just have had so many chances, and they're blowing all of them. Yep. So, yeah. No. 
That was divisional weekend. It was a pretty shitty divisional weekend, to be honest. Unfortunately, the best weekend of the NFL. It, it it did let me down. It normally I think is it let one of the best. Down. It is normally one of the best. Um, but that's I think we're... this coming week is going to be very awesome. spicy. Well, yeah, let's go. I can't wait. It's set up for a hell of a conference championship weekend. So let's start it with the first game on sa- uh, on Sunday. Excuse me. It's going to be 49ers at Eagles. Whoever wants to dive into this one first. I'll go first. I don't know. Huh? What did you say? I would go first, but go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. no. Okay. okay. Well, it. this game is—it's a good offense and a good defense. It's a great offense and a good defense versus a great defense and a good offense, in my opinion. I think when you look at it, Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy. Obviously, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders—all those guys have to come out to perform. Can, I think the what's gonna what's gonna come down to obviously is can the Eagles defense stop the 49ers offense, which sounds so stupid with Brock Purdy as the quarterback, but for some reason they've been able to get here. They've never lost with Brock Purdy, and that's why I think we see the Eagles at minus two and a half is because we just honestly tr- truly don't know. I think Brock Brock Purdy is one of the more calm rookie quarterbacks I've seen. He never really panics in the moment. He has good clock management, and it's shown off. He didn't have a good game yesterday as we're recording this on Monday. He had a great game against the Seahawks. If he comes out like he did against the Seahawks, then I think the 49ers win. But this is an Eagles defense that I think a lot of people uh, like. And with all that being said, I my lock of the week is Eagles minus 2.5. Oh, we're doing locks of the week? <laughs> no, I, I just, no, I'm just saying, like, in general, like my lock of the week in general is just Eagles, so we, my we don't have. even have <laughs> we don't have enough games to do it with. Um, yeah, go ahead, John. Uh, yeah, I uh, agree, kind of with Josh's initial uh, diagnosis of this game. I'd say it's great offenses and defenses for both teams, but um, offensively, I'll give the Eagles the edge, and defensively, I'll give the Niners the edge. Um, this is an unbe- unbelievable divisional round. I don't think I've ever seen four good four teams as good as this. Like. These are some nasty squads. There's not a single one where I would be remotely surprised at all if they were lifting the trophy at the end of the year, um, which usually I'm I'm not like that. But had you told me, um, you know, week 13, this is what it would be. I would have been like, that's exactly right. Um, so we got the four best teams. Um, in the case of this one, I am going to take the Niners plus two and a half, and I'll take them to win as well. Um, I just think... They have pretty much everything but the quarterback completely squared away. Great offensive line. Um, like, no one has any idea what they're doing offensively. Um, however, Cowboys did kind of stifle them a little bit uh, on that end. But at the end of the day, um, as I said earlier, that defense does things to people. Um, it did things to Patrick Mahomes uh, in the Super Bowl. And while it is a different unit, it might be an even better one now. Um so, yeah, I, I just don't want to bet against them. They're coming off um slight heartbreak last year in the NFC Championship, one that I think they partly expected to win and maybe should have won. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I am thinking that they're going to get back uh, and be a very dangerous team looking to redeem uh, that Super Bowl loss from a couple years ago. Whew. Okay. So, even back in the day when Jimmy Garoppolo was – stepping out of the back of the end zone and throwing pick sixes at the same time. 
I was on the 49ers to win the NFC train. I've been on that. Um, I just have thought all year they're the best roster in the league. But this week, I, I am I am going against them. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win this game. And I would not have said that if you asked me before this past weekend. But it really comes down to Jalen Hurts and is he okay? Is he all right? Is his arm all right? And it looked like there was no issues at all in that Giants game. He looked completely comfortable running and throwing the ball. The Philadelphia defensive line, for for all the credit that the 49ers defense gets, we have to acknowledge the Philadelphia defense is also insanely talented, insanely good. Um, Secondary-wise, I mean, they've got James Bradbury, Darius Slay, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. It's just unbelievable. And I think, John, you're right. Um, (laughs) This is one of the toughest championship weekends of all time. Like, you have four teams that... All of them are worthy of winning a Super Bowl. I don't feel like it's always like that. But these four teams, all of them are more than good enough to win a Super Bowl. And it's going to suck for three of these teams that they're not going to be able to. But uh, I I do think these are the best four teams in football. I'm glad we got down to this. I think Philly, though, man, at home, I I just – it's hard to pick against them, man. And – I wonder what the overall I wonder what the over under rushing yards combined is in this game because I know both teams have great defenses but these two teams run the ball so incredibly well. But uh yeah, I like Philly and I like Philly minus two and a half in this game, which is honestly I, I I've kind of gone back and forth on that throughout, you know, since this matchup has you know been a thing, but I I just feel like Philly at home, man. I'm taking the birds. Split panel. Um, now, we head to a game that we are going to have some biases in, but nonetheless, we do them anyway. Chiefs and Bengals, they're running it back from last year's AFC Championship game. Same exact spot. Same quarterbacks as long as Mahomes plays, which he should. Um, three of the four teams, by the way, three of the four teams in this conference championship were here last year, which is ridiculous because... Half the teams that made the playoffs last year didn't even make the playoffs this year. So, really unbelievable that the Eagles are the only new team. But, nonetheless, Chiefs-Bengals rematch. Who wants to go first on this one? Because I don't. Go. I'll go, John. Jackson, you said bias. Yeah, there ain't no fucking bias in this. I think the Chiefs lose. Like, guys, we're, we're not. This is not the team I want to be sending out to play the Bengals. I really don't. Like... Mahomes injured versus a healthy Joe Burrow. I'm taking Joe Burrow any day. And I really hope I'm wrong, but I'm not. But like, I'm not. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, I don't know. This You got T. Higgins and Jamar Chase versus Juju and MVS. I take Jamar and T. Higgins. But you got Travis versus Hayden Hurst. I'll take Travis, obviously. Then you got Joe Mixon versus Isaiah Pacheco. If you look at it realistically... It could be close, but people are... I'm even still going to pick Joe Mixon. Our offensive line, for fuck's sake, I hope is way better than theirs on Sunday because that's the only thing we have a chance in because you got to let Mahomes stay in that pocket to develop plays because he can't run around this week. Now our defense. I don't know. I really just... They're a ticking time bomb. Like, And it's either going to be in a good way or a bad way. I, I don't see us just having an okay game. Like, This game, I 
we started we opened up last night at minus three mm-hmm. we are now plus one there's reasons I, I i think it's Bengals. i think it's Bengals all day okay john yeah this this is um not the way i wanted to go into this game um mahomes being injured is just not something you want to see especially when uh you saw him with your own two eyes kind of kind of struggle to walk a little bit um yeah i will say this um just to point out the path to victory for kansas city in this game um it's at home uh the chiefs pretty much entirely healthy outside of mahomes um and the bengals will still have the problems that buffalo failed to exploit that kansas city has also repeatedly failed to exploit in the past but they'll finally have their chance to do something against that offensive line. Uh, and the Chiefs also have to limit the Bengals' run game uh, significantly more than I would expect them to do. Um, they struggled with a lot of those interior runs this past week. Um, it's only going to get worse now. They got Joe Mixon, who is very good at that. Um, but once again, a banged-up offensive line. Look, having said all of these things, it, it pains the hell out of me to say it. And look, I... I want to tell you that I'm going to pick the Chiefs so bad. Um, and I I don't believe that it's Bengals all the way, quote-unquote, because, like, Jordan Jordan beat someone with the flu. Maybe maybe Mahomes can do it with a messed-up ankle. Um, but a gun to my head, you know, if I'm actually putting my mortgage on this, um, I'm going to go with the team that doesn't have a guy that kind of looks like he got hit by a car. Um, so... I'm going to take Bengals minus one, which is where it stands now. I imagine it'll be more like Bengals by a field goal by the time the game kicks off. Um, but look, I will probably be the more optimistic person on here. I think the Chiefs are going to come out with like the the most fiery, flaming intensity you've ever seen them play with. They, they cannot go to bed at night knowing that they could be 0-4 against these guys. Um, they knowing that they didn't do everything to stay from going 0 4 against these guys. Um, I firmly believe it's going to be an absolute dogfight. Um, I think the game is very close. Um, but just with the way the Bengals performed in the past week against an albeit, I would say, overrated, overrated Buffalo team, I'm just not prepared to put the chips behind a one legged Mahomes. Um, and the other thing is, I watched Andy Reid's press conference where he said it was the same as the Jacksonville one. And uh, look, I'm not like a, I'm not a polygraph, but I didn't really buy it. I didn't buy it. <laughs> it seemed fake. He came out and said again today that he thinks that this one, he thinks Mahomes' ankles better than it was against Jacksonville. And I agree. I just don't see that because honestly. I'll remember, I mean, it's also because it was in the playoffs, but I'm going to remember this injury a lot more than I will the Jacksonville one because I forgot he even did it. I forgot he hurt his ankle. I was like, he hurt his knee in 2019. But, yeah. Jackson, who do you got one? Because I think you're probably not going to go with the sweep. Okay. Um, Josh, you mentioned how the line has moved pretty significantly since uh, it opened, correct? And um, we, you know, have talked about how Vegas doesn't like to lose money. They're pretty good about these things. Uh, They typically don't hang bad lines. 
But they hung a shit line here because the fucking Chiefs are beating the fucking Bengals this weekend. And I'm going to be the fucking most proud motherfucker to say it, okay? The Kansas City okay. Chiefs are not losing their fourth straight game to the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't give a flying fuck. You don't lose to the same team four times in a row. It's almost impossible to beat a team as good as the Kansas City Chiefs four times in a row. And yes, Patrick Mahomes will be limited. He will be, you know, a little hurt with that ankle. But that is the beauty of having a full week to prepare for it, is that Andy Reid is going to cook up a game plan, just like the Bengals cooked up a game plan last week. And I'm telling you this as well. This is this is the game. This is the game where the first three games we have not been able to get pressure on Burrow. This is the game that happens. Um just feeling it, man. I just have everything logically in my brain is telling me no. Don't do this to yourself. Don't think like this. I'm so bad for you. I feel so bad for you, Jackson. I have a feeling deep down below, deep in my core, that the Kansas City Chiefs are overdue to beat these fuckers. They're overdue to win this game. They are overdue to beat this team. It is just their time. It is finally Kansas City's time to win this game. Kansas City's seen them enough. Spags has seen them enough. Kansas City is going to win this game 24-23 on a Butker field goal as the clock hits zero. And they're going to the fucking Super Bowl, and they're going to win the goddamn thing. What's the team where you said, we can't beat these motherfuckers? That was the Titans. And you know what? This is the the same situation. Good fucking point, Josh. Because we couldn't beat those fuckers. And we had to to get to the Super Bowl. Just like last year, the, the Rams for the life of them, could not beat the 49ers, but they had to to get to the Super Bowl, and they did. Kansas City is going to win this game. I I just I just have a belief, man. I just have a belief. And look, next week, after they lose this fucking game, and I feel like I do every year when the Packers lose to the 49ers, I, I, it's going to be fucking devastating. But right now, I am confident that the Chiefs are going to win this game. It's going to be a thriller. And they're going to the fucking Super Bowl. I am so pumped for this. I think Kansas City finally avenges the last three losses to this team. Because they're by a combined nine points. Like, eventually, you're going to win a close game. We saw Minnesota all year. What did they do? They kept winning close games. Eventually, they were going to lose a close game. And they did. Kansas City is due to beat this team. They've seen them enough. It's at home on an extra day's rest, might I add. I like Kansas City to win this game. Because they should have won the first one. If Kelsey doesn't fumble, they win that one. And you're telling me that the guy that's fumbled one time all season is going to do that again? No. Give me Kansas City, 24-23. twice. Butker makes a field goal, a chip shot, to send us to the Super Bowl. You know what kills me is that, like, like, I picked the Bengals, but, like, I have completely drank the Kool-Aid as well. Like, to, 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 to make that pick was just to, like, to every impulse I have says not to believe. Like, so I, I use the, the part me, of, I believe, but I'm just telling you what's going to happen. Look, if I yeah, can have the belief of, a, of the chiefs exercising their demon against the Bengals after I've had to go through a decade long of green Bay, not being able to exercise their demons against San Francisco, that anybody should have belief, or maybe I'm just that big of a dumbass. but I believe they're going to win this game, man. I really do. I believe this is going to be an absolute classic. I believe Kansas City is going to find a way to win this game. I think the Kansas City, and I think the defensive line finally gets pressure on Burrow. That's my that's like I guess my biggest prediction in this game. I think they finally hey, find a way. 
I just hate that we're the 6.30 game or 5.30 game. Oh, that's awful. Um, that, that day is going to suck. It is kind yeah. of ass. And John, John, we don't even have Premier League. I don't care. Premier League is awful. <laughs> it is kind of ass. I, I'll say that. But at least you know who you're going to play in the Super Bowl. Holmes is 1-1 one one in nighttime AFC Championships games. And he's 1-1 one 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 of the day, too. So it really hey, he's 2-0. and oh. D Ford, D Ford 1 doesn't count. He's 1-0. Oh. Oh, and yeah, it is D Ford week. Hey, hey. Holmes won that shit. He did. Let me tell you. Hey, hey, I got an idea. I got an idea. How about let's have some good vibes for this week. Instead of we reminiscing D Ford, how about we do Patrick Mahomes of the week? We shout out something good. If Patrick Mahomes of the week would always be him. But yeah, that's the thing. But you know what? This guy that we have, he's going to come out here on his ankle. He is Michael Jordan. Thank you. The guy had a freak out like my bet my bet is solely based on just the idea that a high ankle sprain is usually a six-week injury and until until i see him walk out there like i'm gonna be on the cautious side but i hate it jackson i've said all those things you said to myself in my head in the mirror in the shower like it's all i'm thinking about but good lord it is the good thing too is if some odd reason we win, he gets two weeks to rest it, yeah. where he can probably get pretty close to like eighty-five percent. I'll tell you this: this is the most nervous I've been since the Patriots won. And I said after the game, I wasn't going to let this get to me, and I can just tell that's not going to be the case. Like I've, I, I'm not nervous. I'm just accepting. Oh, I'm very. Nervous. I've devoted too much brain power to this. Um, is it kind of fucked up hurt. that I wanted Cincinnati this week like badly? Like, I wanted, I wanted Buffalo so bad. Dude, I, Jackson, wanted I wanted them too until I saw them. I was like, oh, holy shit. They're, they're pretty damn good. <laughs> Whoa, holy shit. Because <laughs> like, I, I want to beat the sh- – like, I hate all of them so freaking – like, I like Joe Burrow, but every single other guy on that team could eat my ass. Like, Eli Apple, their oh, coach. Well, I hope he does, Tony. Cooks Eli Apple. Yeah, the – I hope. I think he will. I think he will. I think that's a guy that we're going to need to go off, get him on some of those quick routes, all of that. Um, and, I mean, he had an amazing game last week. One of the few guys to actually get – him and Kelsey were the only one with like only ones with over two catches. Yeah, um, yeah I I believe this – like, I believe I, – I wouldn't bet on it, but I believe I, – I have it in my heart, and it sucks. You are betting it's against – great. As long as Patrick Mahomes is able to play, like – I know he'll be limited, but as long as he's able to play. But see, for me, it's a no bet. That's what I'm saying. Because, like, I, I don't bet on things that I have no freaking yeah. idea what's going to happen. You know? Because, like, there's a complete scenario where he's out there and it's like, Horrible. oh, this is hard to watch. Yeah. You know? Like, that. I think also, that's completely a possibility. Also, uh, just want to put this out on the record. I want to say uh, Patrick Mahomes is six. Let me look at the record because I just had it pulled up. He is six one and one, and is five and three as an underdog. What the so, hell did that even mean? You just said two that different was, numbers. That didn't make any sense. Six one and one against the spread. Okay. Oh. Five and three straight up. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So okay. there's your little stat. So and this is going to be the first time he's ever been an underdog in the playoffs. Ever. Regardless, ever. this game is going to be a nail biter. Like the, I don't see tough. anybody pulling anybody out. No, I'd love to blow them out, but... Um, oh, I really... 
I really just want to be done by the second quarter so I don't have to worry. No, no. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm knuckling down. Like, let's go. It's going to be cold as shit. Like, let's go. I'm glad it's going to be cold. I like that. I no. think that's so fitting. It feels like actual war. You know, yeah. like, wars don't happen in 60-degree weather. Yeah, but, th- but I'll say the thing about this is, like, it's just like I like I was saying earlier, like it has to be them. It has to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Like yes, we could have beaten the Buffalo Bills and gone to the Super Bowl, but this will I agree. this will make it feel like this will be like This is a legacy game. You have to find a way to be get past these guys. The same way that Peyton Manning and the Colts had to find a way to get past Tom Brady. You can't just sneak your you, you can't just get there. Remember the year we won the Super Bowl? Who did we have to beat? Not in the playoffs, but who did we have to beat? Tom Brady. We had to go to New England and beat the Patriots, right? You just have to get these demons extra. Like we, it's the same thing for Buffalo. Buffalo will not be able to go to the Super Bowl until they can get past us, until they can exercise the Kansas City demon that they have. And they got some Bengals demons now too. I was gonna say, don't say just us. It's the Bengals too. Yeah, now, but I'm saying like the the thing is like you've got to you've got to run through them, man. You just you can't just always run around them and hope to avoid them. You need to beat them psychologically. That would do wonders for the Chiefs, not only for the rest of this year and for the Super Bowl, but for going forward. If you lose this game and you have to go all off season and go into next year knowing you're zero and four against this team, it's just crushing. It is just soul crushing. Play the next year too. It's just soul crushing. If that's the case, you have to find a way. I just, I, it makes like, like, like John saying. When you think about it, no, the Chiefs shouldn't win this game. They really shouldn't. And this honestly is the first time I feel like they've played Cincinnati that I'm saying that, where I feel like, yeah, the Chiefs are probably not the better team this time. This is the first time I feel like that. But the Bengals were not the better team the first three games that they played Kansas City, and they found a way to win. So, I mean, it can happen. It's going to take a hell of a game, but, man, it can happen. For once, we get to be the underdogs. That's, yeah. I think that's, there's something to be said for that too. Yeah. And, and I'll also say this, you're like, Josh, you're like, oh, I don't, I want this to be over the second quarter. I don't want to have to be nervous about this. I think we need to take a step back and understand how privileged and great it is that we get to be nervous yes. about this sort of stuff. Because there are fan bases that would kill to be in a Playing one the score. Round. They would be, they would kill to be in a one score game in the second half of the AFC championship game. They would die for that. And like, I'm not trying to say we should. Dude, I just can't take this. I, look, I get it, but that it's a good thing. It's a good thing that you feel pressure. It's a good thing that because let's be honest. There Why were, else do we watch? There were days where we would have been like, "Well, I just hope you know." I'm just glad we made it here. There were days if we had Alex Smith and we made the AFC Championship game, we would have been like, "Well, we made the AF- like wow, we made it pretty far this year." That's and what I was like with the Clippers, and that's a terrible place to be in. It's so much better to be in this position where if you don't win this game, if you don't go to the Super Bowl every single year and win it, it ruins it, your life. It feels like a giant disappointment. It is so much better to be in this situation. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I'm I and look, this is the same thing I said after the Bills game. We get to watch two of the names, the greats, I imagine, of all time. Like before and it's one of them's on our team. And in yeah. my opinion, the more the more crazy one is on our team. Yeah. Like, like no, they, you, we we've got Godzilla, then this is Kong. You know, like because everybody knows Godzilla actually is going to kick Kong's ass in the end. Uh, 
No, I didn't see the movie. It's a, uh, it's like you know we. At least, you know, like me, or like, I, we're all pretty similar in age. Like, you grow up and you remember hearing shit about, like, back in the day of Joe Montana, Steve Young, John Elway, um, um, Dan Marino, some of these great quarterbacks, like Troy Aik, I guess not Troy Aikman, but he, you know, he won't Um, You know, like, Roger Staubach, like these guys. And even, like, when we were, like, really young, like Tom Brady's run or shit like that. You're living it. You're living through that era now you're going to be able to tell kids or you're going to be able to tell people like we're going to look back on this and be like people are going to be jealous that they that we got to watch this sort of stuff they're going to be like wow you got to watch those two in their prime like that's awesome like i wish i could watch those two go at it like live same way that we like would have loved to watch the cowboys and niners go at it back in the 80s or the steelers and cowboys or the you know whatever it may be so this is this is awesome i'm so excited for it um man it is going to be football porn this week. Yes. Hell yes. Um, oh lord. Okay, well, that that's that's enough NFL talk, I guess. We took up an hour with just the NFL. It's the, unfortunately coming to an end though, so might as well use it up. Um let's talk about the Michael Taylor trade. Michael A. Taylor, I should say. Um so now a spot in center field is open. John, we were talking about this last week. Um we were talking about the starting nine in Kansas City. Uh, who would be where? And I brought up the possibility of him being dealt. So now that he's gone, who plays center? Nate Eaton, right? Drew Waters or Nate Eaton, one of them, they both take those outfield spots? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think this was obviously necessary. I think, you know, regardless of if you get anybody good in return, just opening a spot for the younger guys to play made a lot of sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Start start seeing what you can get out of them. Um, and now, and now, outside of Perez, is there anybody? Is there any utility player over thirty? Dozier? No, never mind. Sorry, I didn't 30? know you were going to say that. No, he's like 27, 28. Oh, he is. Oh, he is over thirty. And he's 31, 31, thirty one. Thirty one. Thirty one. Okay, so we've got two guys that are who. Hopefully Hunter Dozier doesn't play a lot. So hopefully we're. Can't down. believe we fucking wasted a first round pick on his shitty ass. The the fucked up part is he's one of the better first round picks in that era. I mean he's been better than Bubba Starling and Kyle Zimmer were and Ash Russell. I mean, we literally passed up on Chris Bryant. Yeah, we passed up on a shit. Oh no, we no we didn't no we didn't we didn't we didn't he was drafted before us. I remember all those guys have. Cross we passed up on Aaron Judge. So did the entire. All those league. guys probably have cross tattoos. So, well. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that's interesting. I'm glad they found – I mean, it's going to be a young – we were young last year. It's going to be a young-ass lineup again. Um, It'll be yeah. a fun team to watch, but I'm not expecting anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just – it is interesting. I'm glad they did it. I think Taylor is – I was pissed when they didn't trade him at the trade deadline last year. That's all That's all I really know. Um, he was good for us, though. I'm, I hope he does well in Minnesota. Just not against us. It might have gotten better for him trading him now. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, all right, Mizzou basketball. Uh, let's let's kick it. For some reason, you don't do race for the ten seed before. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and get it out. All right, here we go. Number thirteen. He's a little bitch. It's Damian Lillard. <laughs> it wasn't very emphatic. Number 12! Shannon Sharp! He sucks LeBron's cock! It's the Los Angeles Lakers. 
Number 11. This team sucks. It's Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> Number 10. Goddamn, at least Flash Bro is pretty fucking god awful. There's a goddamn drought going on. It's Golden State Warriors. Number 9. How the fuck are they here? See you, Utah Jets. Number 8. I like Popeyes. And no, that's not racist. It's Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> Number 7. This team. They're not coming back. I don't know. I mean, I said that now. Now they're probably going to come back. Phoenix Suns. Number six. John Alley's favorite team. Los Angeles Clippers. Nope. And number five. <laughs> this this team, they're they're going to climb. This is the team that's going to take the Kings spot. It's Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. Where's your I, Kings? I, that's it. Third. Third, yeah, yeah, we, we we can't even go that high. The we Kings can't are go killing that high anymore. <laughs> go, I'm I'm only yeah. going to the five. You got to go to the Kings, bro. The, the, I go thirteen to five. Nope, I got to stick to it. I got to okay. stick to it. What do we think of the? I don't even know if you guys knew what happened. The Roy Uchimura. Well, how the fuck do you say that? Roy Hachimura. Yeah, what do we I think? think of that the team? Lakers are desperate. Yeah, well, that's true. But all they gave up was two seconds and Kendrick Nunn. So, I mean, yeah, but it's like, what is that going to do? Like, who cares? Like. Have fun. You just threw away three second-round picks. Hey, I I was the one all along who knew this Lakers team was asked. You two had them going fourth in the West. Well, <laughs> once again, I didn't actually think that. I just am a doomer mm. when it comes to the NBA, and I ended up being somewhat right that the Clippers would be shit. Somewhat, so, yeah. yeah. All right. That also was not based off logic. M-I-Z hoops. Um, since we've oh, last dude. recorded, they lost to Alabama. We lost to Alabama. Yeah, we have, let's try to remember if we recorded before Arkansas. Um, I don't really care about that game, to be honest. Alabama's a clear, better team than us, and we didn't have... It's it the number one team in the nation. I get the number two right now, but they're number one. Uh, yeah, and we didn't have Kobe. So, the, I mean, that was kind of expected. Um, mostly played really well in that game, though. I know that it was kind of a blowout, but mostly shot 50%, led the team in scoring. It's good to see that. To get his threes down. That's like if he can get his threes down, man. The whole fucking team needs to get their threes down. If we're being real, they shot. Three the Hodge needs to get his shit together. Yeah, they shot three of twenty six from the three point line. Like you're just never going to beat anybody shooting like that. Um, so now they play. Uh, shit, if I can find today's date. Tomorrow at six p.m. Damn, they're they're two point underdogs in that game. Interestingly enough, um, let's see. Is Kobe? I think that we might have a shot at having everybody for that game. We um, traveled with the team, and it's only a one-game travel. So, so. he's probably going to play. Um, then, yeah, then Iowa State on Saturday. And uh, I I think Isaiah Mosley might be uh, starting to come into it. I mean, look, we have no idea why the hell he wasn't playing, but it's clear from watching him these last couple games that he needs a spot in this lineup because he provides a huge offensive spark. He can go get his own shot. Like, it's three points. K-State uh, is fifth in the country? How did I not know this? They've been going. They're first in the Big 12. They're going crazy. Fifth, bro. That is nuts. Uh, okay, you fell at nine. Thank God. Uh, interesting. Interesting yep. stuff. Um, yeah, so I think we split this week. I think we beat Ole Miss, lose to Iowa State. What about you guys? Same. I can also see yeah. it going over, too. I think we got a shot against Iowa State, though, if everybody's healthy. 
was at home. home outside of this past game versus Alabama, which they didn't have their best player. So I don't, again, I don't really care. Um, yeah, Bazoo at home is a different team. That's why I think we're not favored this game because we have yet to win an SEC road game. We've have we've won one true road game, Wichita State. Have we won another true road game? No. Yeah, so we have one road win. <laughs> like, uh, oh wait, did we have it? Yeah, that has to, the other one was you. You could count UCF. UCF was as a, a neutral site in Florida, in Florida, though, in Florida but yeah. no one was there. Yeah. it was like an game. And then Illinois was a neutral site. So, and it was also empty. Yeah, so, yeah, they, they really do need to win this game. After this game, it's uh, home versus LSU at Mississippi State, South Carolina home. Not too bad. Not too bad after this, but they do need to beat Ole Miss. Right now, for some reason, Lenardi doesn't have a, a new bracketology out today. I thought he normally came out with them on Mondays. But uh, when was the 20th? Was that Thursday? Last Thursday? Whatever it was. He has us as an eight playing Indiana. It's about right. Yeah. I um yeah yeah. I mean, fuck. Jerome Tang guys was the guy I wanted the whole time. That was my we number one. We were gonna option. get him, Josh. That's the thing. Why does K say? Why can K say get him and we can't? Oh, he was an assistant coach for fifteen years, and he randomly decided to take a job. Like it. It wasn't like this was just like a. I don't know. I, I think that guy wanted to coach in the Big 12 for one. Uh, and look, quite frankly, K-State's a more attractive destination, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it is. Like, I think that's just factual. It, it um, 100% was um, last the, at the end of last season. Yeah, it definitely was. And it seemed like it, they hired him pretty quick. It was it was like this had been in the works. Uh, yeah, I like it wasn't going to happen. But Okay, but let's not act like... The coach we should be complaining about is the football coach. Oh, we're not. We don't have time for this. No, we're not going through it again. We don't have time for this. Although we Shitty did, ass coach. Uh, we did get a <laughs> take a transfer quarterback, John. Are you still going nine and three? What's the record? What's the updated? record? Yeah, we're still. Well, I haven't seen our schedule yet, but is it do up? To, do you want me to read you our schedule? Yeah, read me the schedule. Okay, let me pull it up. Just make. I'll sure go game ready. by game. I'll tell you if we'll win or lose. Okay, week one. Wait, wait before you start. Guarantee you we go nine and three, and John's still going to get upset over this. Okay. Yeah, I am. I'm going to be pissed. Week one, we play South Dakota at home. Okay, that's an L. I'm kidding. That's an L. <laughs> week two, we play Middle Tennessee. Okay. And that's then a w- week three, we play Kansas, Kansas State at State. home. That is an L. Okay, so we're three and one, or two and one, excuse me. Oh, I forgot we play K-State. I'm, I'm probably redistributing the eight and four here. But... Okay, okay, we'll, we'll see. Um, Week four, we play... Um. Is this game at home? It's in St. Louis. We play Memphis and St. Louis. I'll give us a win. It's a three and one. We played. Then we play at Vanderbilt. Win. LSU at home. L. At Kentucky. L. So we're already at three L's. So yeah, this is looking worse. <laughs> South Carolina at home. Dub. At Georgia. L. Tennessee at home. Dub, he breaks the curse. Okay. Florida yep. at home. Dub. At Arkansas. Oh. Okay, let's give an L for the, the, the Tennessee game. <laughs> and then we'll give a win at Arkansas, because Arkansas is a bunch of losers. So eight and four? Yep. The- no, eight, seven and five. Seven and five. <laughs> I got us losing to K-State. You have us losing uh, to... 
K-State, LSU, Kentucky, Georgia, and Tennessee. Yeah, seven and five. Bro, we're and going, dude, we're gonna go. We're, we're realistically, going we're gonna go six and we're six. We're going fucking six and six. We're losing. We're gonna go six and six. Yeah, we're gonna go six and six. Like I just realized this. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe I said we were gonna. I was just over us. Yeah, we're gonna go six and six. <laughs> nine oh and my three. God. I don't even know where you got nine and. I remember we were, we were doing that episode and we started arguing. You were like, "He's terrible." I'm like, "What do you think?" You guys went on for like. I was like, well, I was like, minutes. like so Only the like, argument had lost its lost its. I was like, like so what do you think we go next year? And you're like, nine and three. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you mad about then? Uh, yeah, if we go nine and three with that schedule, I will be so happy. Um, yeah, okay. Should we do uh, Patrick Mahomes of the week then? Put the positive vibes D4 up there? Of the week. Or should we do D4, D4 of the week, week and just keep the... We do D4, D4 of the week. It's d Ford's week. It is D4 There's of the week on D Ford week. This is a... I, I think we all have the same D Ford. It's D Ford. It is D Ford. I mean, from every year this week, he is going to be the guy. Yeah, you know who else can really eat my crap? <laughs> Ford. Everyone this is gonna be from Ohio. Oh. Everyone from Ohio. And everyone from Florida. I know. Both of political. those states can get – it was not It was not political at all. Well, and you're like, <laughs> go on. Yeah, shut up. Ohio and Florida both can get just like, you know, erased. I don't know. Just like the like, just like reverse time and then I can go into a dimension where a dimension. everything's the same but there's no Ohio or Florida. That would be awesome. Um, so D4 of the week is Ohio and Florida. Don't you go on vacation to Florida every year? Yeah, that doesn't mean that I like Florida. It's a shithole. <laughs> like, okay. okay. Yeah. And one day I'll go ride roller coasters in Ohio, but I won't like it. I won't like Ohio. I'll like the roller coasters. It's like I like somewhat like beaches. I mean, eh, they but you know, well, how did it get to this, bro? Okay, um, unless Ohio and Florida suck ass. Okay, uh, but yeah, no, D Ford of the week on this D Ford week, the fifth anniversary is D Ford. That's it. You for guys, also guys we, how long have we been in this podcast? Five years. This is the fifth year. Holy fuck! I know, bro. We're yep. getting old. Just bro. as shit as it was when we started. <laughs> yeah, we 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 have we haven't done shit. <laughs> <laughs> We've gained fifteen hundred Twitter followers in five years. Actually, not in five years. We started that account after. Now that. there's like six middle schoolers that watch us <laughs> and our friends. <laughs> hey, that's all you need, man. Hey, we we give out the best knowledge, man. If if everyone listened to us, they'd have no money left to bet next year. All right, we'll catch y'all next week when the Chiefs are headed. Kings would hire us when the Chiefs are headed to Glendale.